The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Buffalo's winter snow plan, which was released last week, went in front of the city council yesterday. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. Wednesday's community development meeting with the Buffalo Common Council saw representatives from city administration and a couple of other entities appear before city lawmakers to discuss the city's winter snow plan while also answering some questions for those in attendance. However, the meeting ended up becoming 90 plus minutes of council members and members of the public voicing their concerns and displeasures with the city's last of preparation of another major snow emergency. Many of the residents feel that they're not prepared. Although we're told we're prepared, we don't hear that. It's not communicated. There's a lack of transparency, but we've been hearing that it's been communication. FEMA said communication. We've improved communication, but the very people who need to be communicated, they're not being communicated to. So these folks are now taking care of it for themselves, and that's unfortunate. That's University District Councilman Rashid Wyatt. Also a concern of council members on Wednesday was a lack of preparation from city administration when it comes to the hiring of an emergency services coordinator and whether or not they were given enough suitable time to get acclimated and prepared in case of another emergency in the city of Buffalo. With the number of concerns addressed on Wednesday, Council President Darius Pridgen admits he feels an elevated level of concern with the city's readiness to respond adequately enough in the event of another emergency. This is about lives and again, I'm going to say it, people do not elect us to fight one another. They elect us to get the work done. So I want to be clear of what my feeling is. We got to take care of this. We got to hear from each other. Wednesday's discussion surrounding the snow plan ended up being tabled in order for talks to be picked up in about two weeks with other key parties tied to the snow plan on hand to answer some questions and concerns of the Common Council and the public. More from Bridget and Wyatt is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. And uh, much more on that meeting yesterday. Still to come here on WBEN later on this morning. Well, in the Cheektowaga Supervisors race, Brian Nowak's lead expanded yesterday, but not by much. He leads Michael Jasinski by 47 votes as of the last count. Nowak declared victory yesterday morning, though absentee and affidavit ballots still have to be counted. About 60 absentee ballots from Cheektowaga were counted yesterday. 375 absentees from Cheektowaga have not yet been returned, and they can still be counted if they were postmarked by November 7th. A recount automatically triggered if the margin of victory is less than half of 1% or was decided by 20 votes or less. The widow of fallen Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the city of Buffalo, the Buffalo Fire Department, the owner of the building where Arno died, and JP Contracting, which was working on site when the fire started. The suit alleges that Arno's death was a result of negligence, carelessness, and recklessness. Arno, a member of Engine 2, was killed while battling a four-alarm fire at 745 Main Street on March 1st. He was trapped inside the building. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn announced earlier this year there would be no criminal charges after the fire was ruled an accident. WBEN Newstime now 505. As the war rages between Israel and Hamas reported talks for a pause in fighting. Israeli ground forces say they've destroyed 130 Hamas tunnels, including one near a school. Talks for a pause in the fighting are ongoing. Sources say Israel is considering a proposal from Egypt and Qatar for a humanitarian pause in exchange for the release of dozens of hostages held by Hamas. That's Liz Landers with the report. 
A development in last month's murder of a Jewish leader in Michigan. Some relief for neighbors like David Lawrence. I guess it's good news. Hopefully it's the guy. We've been worried about it. Detroit police say a suspect has been taken into custody for the killing of synagogue president Samantha Wall, but officials are not releasing the name at this time. Wall was found outside her home stabbed to death. Police Chief James White said in a statement, while this is an encouraging development in our desire to bring closure for Miss Wall's family, it does not represent the conclusion of our work in this case. Adding details will remain confidential at this time. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Okay, and across the country, local governments are amending traffic laws to have making a right turn on red illegal. WBEN's Tom Puckett looks at why that's happening and if the movement is gaining any traction locally. In Cheektowaga? Up to this point, the Cheektowaga Police Department is only aware that those discussions are taking place through what we've seen on the news. Police Lieutenant Jeffrey Schmidt says about 2% of accidents between 2021 and 2022 were the result of disregarding traffic devices, and it's unclear how many of those were the result of unsafe right turns on red. The debate is going on around the country, though, as more pedestrian deaths are recorded. A lot of it revolves around both bicycles and pedestrians and people being distracted and being in a hurry these days. Uh, so AAA is reminding everyone, no matter what the law states in your city, make sure that you're putting the telephone down, you're being alert behind the wheel, and you're definitely being on the lookout for pedestrians when you're driving. Elizabeth Carey of AAA says any such rule here would lead to a great debate first. A lot of different sides involved. You know, people get opinionated on traffic safety issues, and, you know, there are safety advocates who would push for something like this, and then there are opponents who would say, that's ridiculous, you know, it's only like one pedestrian out of so many that is struck. Like it's not a, like every person being struck is because someone made a right on red when they weren't paying attention. Washington will have a ban in place in 2025. Chicago will be restricting right turns on red. And in New York City, it's always been banned. Hear the full discussion with Carrie online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. I was talking about this yesterday, and I, it it is an interesting topic to consider Everyone has their own idea of it, and your idea of what should happen might change depending on whether or not you're behind the wheel or taking a walk on the road, right? Oh, for sure. My, right? You have one set of rules and one set of things that people should do when you're a driver, and then you have a completely other idea of what should happen when you're walking or riding a bike right. or something like that. And yeah. they, they never seem to really uh they're, they're never going to meet in the, I, yeah you can't meet in the middle you, I, it's one or the other I, my thinking in this is what is most likely to happen you know if you blame pedestrians and people for not paying attention are you more likely to get everyone to yank their head out of their phones while crossing a street or pass a law that says no right on red right like i, yeah. I feel like that's kind of the question that people it, are asking whether really... or not you agree with the right turn um or you can leave it as it is i don't know it does boil down to that right it, it's uh there there's a lot of that going on but then you know also just a lot of people do whoa not paying attention on the roads either so you could kind of point the finger both ways yeah i just I have a hard time thinking how do you pull that back once when right, right on red has been legal how do you unlearn that it, it's kind of crazy to me to think that there are places in the country where it's not yeah I was surprised right, like, to hear And that. if I was driving, I would have no idea. Just, you know, right turn on red. Right. That's what you do. Unless you're a school bus. Always done it. With a bumper sticker, right? Exactly. We do not turn right on red. Exactly. Uh, we stop at, uh, you know, all uh, train tracks or something. I, I just would never know to do it. And some of these cities, I mean, it's literally the city. 
Or in Ann Arbor, Michigan, it is the downtown area. I mean, how are you going to, you can be in one car trip and it's legal in one place. Where you can do place. it and where you can't do it. I, I don't know how you kind of go about that. I That's... think it has to be, at the very least, a statewide law. If you're yeah. going to do it one way or right. the other. Absolutely. The exclusive WBN sent with a forecast here for today calls for a stiff breeze out of the west. Could see some gusts to 30 or even 40 miles per hour going into tonight. We'll find temperatures today starting out near 50, dropping through the 40s, a widely scattered shower in the morning, some partial clearing going into tonight, but again, some bluster. The overnight low temperature near 40. We'll find a mixture of clouds and sunshine on Friday, still with a busy westerly breeze, highs in the upper 40s. With your exclusive WBN 7 Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Tim Clark is joining us this morning, Buffalo Niagara Film Commissioner. The Hollywood strike is over. It ended last night. Uh, Tim, how big of a relief is this? It's a big relief, Susan. It really is. It's um, it's really halted pretty much uh, everything in western New York, um, you know, from shooting. And I know that the uh, there's a, just an awful lot of crew members who've been suffering as well as, you know, the businesses, the sound stages and, uh, you know, all the associated businesses. So now that it's over, there was a flurry of texts last night when it was announced. And, um, you know, there's uh, just uh, uh, jubilation, really, to be honest with you. So it's over, but it's not like, all right, everyone back, you know, on the assembly line or something. There's a lot of, you know, moving parts when it comes to film production. How long until things get really ramped back up? Well, they've taken it so far, Brian, now that that it's likely to, um, you know, uh, start in the beginning of next year, which is really, think about it, it's only a couple months away, uh, my suspicion is is that uh, we'll start to, uh, I mean, we've been working all along. I have to tell you, we've had a lot of scouting activity that's happened here, some very big movies, uh, as well as some uh, other uh, different size films have uh, scouted, uh, anticipating the end of the strike. And in uh, in fact, um, um, you know, we're, we're finishing a scout today that's uh, been taking three, four days here. And, uh, and that's, you know, these are, these are real projects, real jobs, uh, real revenue into the city, into the county, I should say. And, um, and this will all happen, uh, you know, uh, um, probably the first quarter, I would say, uh, we'll, we'll start to see that activity. Some of the, f- uh, projects will probably start to prep in, um, September, I'm sorry, in December to shoot in uh, January, February. So it's um, you know, that's about the timeline of it all. How many projects were sidelined over this strike? I mean, is there a way to quantify it locally? Well, dozens. And, um, and you know, we... We have to think back about how long the strike has gone. It's it's been uh, you know 118 days uh, really for SAG, and um, I, you know that's 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 the whole summer. So we did lose a lot, but stuff was um, uh, you know just shelved, and uh, nobody was going to work, and it just didn't affect Western New York. It affected uh, New York City, uh, Atlanta, Los Angeles, all the big production centers, and. Um, and, you know, really affected the, the global economy in a sense because a lot of these projects just shut right down. Very similar to COVID, uh, sad to say. Is there a risk of losing projects? You know, in other words, when a pause happens, do people just kind of take a step back and say, OK, well, we had planned to do this and this. But uh, now, you know, things have changed. Maybe another location opened up or, you know, we have to scale back and we can't go out where we wanted to and we're going to settle with something else. Do things like that happen? 
things like that do happen, Brian. It's probably too early to tell if we've lost anything major. Um, you know, as I said, we stay in really close contact with everybody to make sure that uh, they know we're still here for them and when they're ready, we'll be ready. And um, I know of one project that uh, threatened to go overseas, uh, but then I think they came to their senses and called us back and said, um, you know, we're, we'll, we're waiting it out and, and we're anxious to come to Buffalo to scout. So at this point, you know, we're, we're, um, we're hopeful and optimistic that uh, any lost business will be, you know, just made up in, in, in the next year. You know, on the strike itself, the, the question will be going forward, you know, was it worth it? Do you know what they got in this? I know it was a, for streaming and residuals and they even wanted, um, you know, language about A.I., yeah, that's uh, those were all really important points to everybody. And uh, in fact, one of the people that I was with uh, last night in this uh, scouting mission is a member of SAG in Hollywood. And um, you know, they they didn't really even know the details of the um, of the settlement or of even you know. I mean, generally everybody knew the the issues, but uh, the settlement. I, I guess the details are still you know still to be to be worked out. Uh, well, I shouldn't say worked out there. They seem to be, they just need to be ratified by the membership and, um, and the national board, which should happen, uh, tomorrow. And then it'll be taken to the rest of the gang. This might not be a Buffalo question per se, but just kind of generally speaking, a lot of people were waiting on, you know, whatever it is, whatever their favorite show might be. And maybe it was almost wrapped up or, you know, ready to go in the can, but so whether it was the writer's strike or the actor's strike, or they just had to do a few things. How many of those were like on at the finish line, um, you know, so to speak, that might only take a couple of weeks or so now to get wrapped up and then sent out there to the public? Well, I think that that happened on a few occasions, uh, but I also think there was an anticipation early on by the studios and the uh, AMTP that, uh, you know, that that it would be very difficult to, um, you know, to resurrect something months later. I don't think anybody thought it was going to last months. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of those shows went, stopped, figuring they'd be right back, but, you know, uh, they weren't. So the people that I've talked to, particularly in New York City, who that happened with, uh, you know, you, you, there's a little bit of a rhythm loss, you know, because you're going to have to change out some crew members who are not working on the show anymore. They maybe took another gig or, you know, uh, are working on some other show that got a waiver. And um, and honestly, it's it's you know, it 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 causes a little bit of a. Uh, jostle. But in the end, yeah, this stuff's going to get made. The content will be produced. People will be able to, you know, consume it. And uh, it's really just in time for uh, a season. Uh, we certainly know this in uh, the north uh, part of the world here, uh, where people are indoors. You know, they're watching content. They're, they're in the movie theaters. They're at home streaming. So, you know, the, I, the hut levels, homes using television, will be up. Uh, you know, and eyeballs on the uh, screen will be uh, ready to consume it again. So um, I think the ones that have uh, almost completed and will complete shortly, they'll turn that around uh, quickly, that content. You know, and others will be shooting now for uh, things, um, you know, uh, you know, for for next season. Tim, characterize what the next several months are going to look like for you at the Buffalo Niagara Film Office, you know, which has been quiet. 
for the past 118 days. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not been quiet. I have to tell you, we have been um, really seeing an awful lot, and I truly mean you know, a ton of people coming through that have heard about this new tax incentive who want to shoot here. Uh, we got a very exciting call uh, yesterday uh, from a major studio um, that, you know, we'll be talking with later today and, uh, you know, for some details. Um, I know that, you know, we have a, a, a holiday-themed movie uh, ready to go. Um, that should be shooting in January. Uh, we have another one with a major star that uh, is not a holiday movie but is an, a, um, a um, uh, kind of a adventure-type movie, and that'll be in January. So I think uh, the the workforce will get back very quickly, uh, but, you know, and then I think it's going to be very steady. You know, we've got a number of projects slated for the spring and the summer, and uh, and even the fall are planning ahead. So, you know, um, we've had some issues, uh, uh, you know, between the writer strike and the um, the Directors Guild going out for a few days and uh, and sag after going out. But I think now that that's all in the rearview mirror, we got nothing but, you know, clear road ahead. Well, good to hear, and I guess congratulations are in order for uh, having all those things getting ready to get back. Tim Clark joining us live, Buffalo Niagara Film Commissioner. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.